All right, what's up, everyone? We are back with Within Your Reach podcast, and this is the second episode of our Black Mental Health series for the month of February. And today I have my second guest for this series. His name is Ham. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So, Ham, go ahead. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah, my name is Ham. Um, my name is Hamilton Johnson. I'm 23 years old. Um, I'm from Winter Haven, Florida. Um, I graduated from the College of Worcester in May. Um, I'm a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, um, so that's a little bit about me. I also play basketball in college, and currently, right now, I'm at home working uh, for State Farm. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Okay, Ham. So, me and Ham met through a mutual friend of mine, um, and so we just honestly hit it off for the first time we met, and he's been a really cool person to have in my life um, since then, so... I'm glad I was able to get you, and I'm glad you're here because this conversation is very needed. Um, for those who didn't tune into the first episode of this series, basically I wanted to use this month of February to highlight mental health in our black community, but specifically within our black men because, as we know, it's a really big issue. And what better way to do it than to get some people that I know to speak on their experiences? So we're going to do that today. So I have a few questions, and we just going to go as we go so the first question is um growing up how do you feel like mental health was viewed in your family um that's a really good question i don't really know if it necessarily was like uh viewed because i didn't really have like you know views on mental health like growing up like that you know i grew up in a household my mom and my dad um you know are believers and you know not just you know believers by just going to church but you know by like you know definitely just really showing their works for real um, so, you know, I grew up in a household almost like, you know, when you're feeling down, pray, you know what I'm saying, and things of that nature. But, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really, like, understand even, like, you know, what you're praying for, for real, you know, and things mm -hmm. of that nature and stuff. So, like, it really wasn't a thing that was discussed growing up. Like, you know, Ham, you're a Black man. You might be depressed. You might, you know, have anxiety, you know, and things of that nature. You feel me? It wasn't really like that. It was just more, you know, come to God, you know, bring God everything, you know, and everything will be okay pretty much. Right. No, I feel the same way. That's how my family is too. And I appreciated it. But as I got older, I saw the value in, of course, prayer and being involved in the church community and having that background. But I guess I would ask you this question. Do you feel as though it got to a point where like, that was really redundant like you knew that that was something that you had to do but it was also other things as well that you wanted to make sure that you did to make sure that your mental health was intact you know what i'm saying yeah no nah, i get what yeah. you're saying for real yeah like if that really didn't hit me until like you know middle school um you know what i'm saying things of that nature you going through more relationships and meeting different people you know and things affect you more you know like things mm -hmm. like you know people hurting your feelings you know things of that nature that stuff you really don't get like really really young you know and trying like figure out how to like go about them uh, i guess like it definitely did um you know get redundant to a sense but when i was like 15 that's when i really found god for myself 
you know what I mean? Because, you know, like how it is growing up here, you know, I just believe in God because my parents believe in God. You know, I didn't have that relationship yet. But then when I built that relationship, then that's when I was like casting my cares on him because I know he cared for me. I know he loved me. Then it's like, you know, when I am down and feeling bad, you feel me? That's when I was more like, okay, bet. Yeah, I'm about to come to God because God, you all I got right now. So I ain't gonna lie. Like, you know, I, I got it real good. You know, about 15, I was a Bible thumper. Like I was legit walking around in school, you feel me? with the bible type like not for real you know like all my old high school friends that watch it they gonna laugh because that's how it was you feel me so um that's really what it was but definitely before that you know it was just kind of redundant because i didn't even know what i was praying for Mm -hmm. no i definitely understand that i feel like it didn't even hit me until like i graduated high school and like that's just crazy to say but you gotta really go through some stuff to really get to that point where it's like yeah like I have to go to God with this and he's the only one who can fix it because all the other stuff, it just doesn't, it fades away and it doesn't really work. So we can get into that a little later, but (laughs) yeah, I appreciate that. So have you ever had any instances where, you know, you felt yourself kind of getting into a mental battle or you had a period in life where you were struggling mentally? Um, If so, could you describe that a little bit? And, you know, what measures did you take to make sure that it didn't get any worse? Oh, yeah, man, that's a good one, too. Um, I definitely had my biggest, like, mental battles in college, man. Like, you know, everybody says, you know, college is going to be, you know, the most enjoyable time, but also, you know, the roughest time of your life. By far, man, I had my darkest time ever, man, you feel me? Like I said, I was a person that, you know, I was a firm believer. I was a very confident person, very popular person, you know, everybody, you know, knew me, all that stuff like that, you know, big-time basketball players, stuff like that, you feel me? So I never really thought about depression and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, that can't affect me. I low key thought like, you know, just by being ignorant, I thought there was really no such thing as depression. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. you can think yourself out of it, you know, and stuff. it's just that, you know, you're thinking negatively and stuff like that, you know, and that's a very ignorant point of view, you know, but that's just what I had because I never experienced it. And I kind of look at it now in retrospect that God put me through a lot of these dark times so that I can now attest to when people feel like that. Now I can, I can understand you better. I can care for you more because I know what it's like to go through that. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, just sticking on the times that I went through, I went through a lot of dark times in college but my biggest times was really like my senior year um and i know a lot of my times uh that i went through and the times i struggled with mental health came from being far away from home i'm a super family person you know and it was tough for me being away from my family and my friends uh feeling like people didn't really understand me you know and things of that nature that was like a really big thing for me um but basketball was a big thing that really took my mental health very low um, because, you know, coming out of high school, um, you know, I had, you know, a couple D1 offers and stuff like that. I was committed to a Division One school. Um, the coaching staff got fired um, a little bit before my signing day. So I ended up having to go to a whole new school, a lower level school. That's how I ended up being in, in Ohio. And I thought I was going to come there and kill and all that stuff. And I was barely playing. Like, you know, I was like, bro, like, what's going on? You know, and that was one of, like, the biggest things of my life. I came here for basketball you know that's like the the, i didn't go to school like thinking oh yeah i'm gonna go to you know this school so i can pledge i'm gonna go to this school so i can major in this i didn't care about that i was just playing basketball Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that was like the biggest thing for me um knowing that you know i'm more than well equipped to play and stuff and my coach wasn't playing me and stuff so it was one of the biggest mental battles of my life and that happened all four years i never really got a fair shake um you know what i'm saying and stuff like that so that was really big for me and i would say um during those times 
I definitely knew what to do to like get myself out of that that mental battle, give myself confidence. That was one of the biggest things, confidence. Um, but um, you know, my mom, I would talk to my parents. My mom is my like literally my uplifter. Like she was praying over me. I would call her crying and stuff like that, you know, um just because of my situation. And she would just always tell me, Ham, you're not playing for the like satisfaction of another person. You're playing for the glorification of God. You feel me? And that would like really took me to the next level because then I didn't care about like all of that stuff anymore. Like, you know, I just kind of really, um, you know, started giving myself confidence and pushing myself through. Now that doesn't mean that I didn't have low times. It doesn't mean that things didn't affect me or that I had, or that was like the thing that I took through me for any other like times I was going struggling with mental health. But I can say that definitely helped me out a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. I feel like a lot of the time, especially if you, if you're an athlete and if you play sports, like that can start to become like your God in a way. And it can get really hard to like see it as that when you're in it because you're just like, well, I'm just playing a sport. Like, what do you mean? But I've had a lot of friends who have said similar things to you. And like when they hit that point where their idol, their God is not serving them in that season, then it's like, they go downhill like it's bad for them and so I asked you that question because well one thanks for being vulnerable about that because that's a really hard thing to share but I've seen a lot of athletes and just people who have those moments and the ways in which they cope with that are not healthy they're not good and in a way like your coping mechanisms can either make or break you and so I'm glad that you brought up how you dealt with that because that was going to be my next question like what did you do to cope with it because a lot of the times we'll be in these moments and the things that we turn to in order to kind of self-medicate are only making the matters worse. So I think you brought up a really important point about like once you shift your focus to the things that you're doing are for the glory of God, they're not for you. They're not for your ego. They're not for no type of platform or notoriety. Like that really changes a lot of things. So I'm glad that you brought that up because it's a really good point. And it's a lot of things. It's a good point, especially for a lot of men who are into sports, who are into athletics, who may be on scholarship at school and they're going through the same thing that you're going through. Like it's important for them to hear that. So, yeah. Ooh, let me get my question up. Okay. So. I wanted to bring up this point of not necessarily like toxic masculinity, but a lot of the times we'll see like in the black community, a lot of men will not allow themselves to feel or give themselves the space to feel or give others the space to feel like they'll look at you crazy. If you like, man, like, I don't know, I've been feeling sad. Like I've been feeling depressed. They'll look at you like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? And so I feel like it's a really bad stigma and it's honestly not just with black men, but just like, people of color in general, even black women. So as a black man, like, have you ever seen this kind of at play in your life? Like, what are some situations that you've even been a part of where you've seen this, you know, kind of play out for you? Oh, man, like, trust me, that's like, I would say almost like my whole, like, you know, childhood and growing up, for real, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. It was different for me. I got an older brother. My older brother really doesn't show his emotions and stuff like that. You know me, I'm emotional. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'll tell you, man, I'm emotional. I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, growing up, I really didn't, you know, view that as being, you know, tough. I thought that was soft. You know, I grew up, you know, hearing that was soft, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. Um, but the biggest thing of how that played in my life was growing up, I learned that 
being a black man and understanding your feelings, bruh, and being able to express them, that is a like superpower. You, you know what I'm saying? Like that is un- so uncommon when that should be something that's very, very common. You know, that's really strength. That's what being a black man is, is being able to understand your feelings, being able to express them in the right way, being able to care for others and things of that nature. You feel me? So um, one thing that like got me to that point was I've read this book um, and I have it with me um, here mm-hmm. and I'm going to just read like a little excerpt from it. Um, it's called Black Men, Obsolete, Single and Dangerous. African-American family in transition and it's kind of like a book of just like a whole lot of you know bits and pieces and stuff like that of like you know black history and showing um us as like black men you know uh really just like uplifting us and like giving us that um idea of what a black man really is um you know Mm -hmm. it's by hockey are my booty um you know if I said that wrong please forgive me um but it's from uh, this excerpt it's called black manhood toward a definition i'm just gonna read a piece of it but it's amazing and it says it says direction giver husband sensitive to black women's needs and aspirations realizing that it is not necessary for them to completely absorb themselves into us but that nothing separates the communication between us a seeker of truth a worker of the first order teacher example of what is to be fighter a builder with vision connects land to liberation, a student of peace and war, statesman and warrior, one who is able to provide as well as receive, culturally sound, creative, a motivator and stimulator of others, a lover of life and all that is beautiful, one who is constantly growing and who learns from mistakes, a challenger of the known and the unknown, the first to admit that he does not know as he seeks to find out, able to solicit the best out of self and others soft strong not afraid to take the lead creative father organized and organizer a brother to brothers a brother to sisters understanding patient a winner maintainer of the i can i must i will attitude toward black struggle and life a builder of the necessary always and always in a process of growth and without a doubt believes that our values and traditions are not negotiable and that right there, man, that's a piece of like yes. one of, man, it's powerful. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like, and like, I read this, man, in college. You know what I'm saying? I read this in college, man. Like somebody I knew, her father actually, um, I forgot what's the word um, whenever like a professor like, looks over, like proofread this. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's, a, okay. it's, it's like a, like a award-winning book and all that stuff like that. But either way, man, just that even contrast, it's we, what we think is a contrast, soft, strong i was just about to bring that up like you can be both you can be you you know what i'm saying even the aspect of like being soft is actually being strong man Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because like that helps people like understand you more you know what i'm saying like because we especially as black men that talk to masculinity we wonder why it's a problem you know we say man i'm so misunderstood man these girls don't understand me folks don't understand me blah 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 you're not even giving anybody a a pathway to even get a chance to get to you you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying and then that's why a lot of black men struggle with you know i'm saying mental health and stuff because nobody can help you black man if you do not open up if you don't understand that being soft is actually being strong you feel me so Mm -hmm. that's that's me for real i love that excerpt for real because it reminds me like a lot of the things that we're facing are like generational their cycles and 
for one, in order to be able to break that, you have to acknowledge it. And I feel like that's the issue with our community is we are not willing to acknowledge the fact that some of us are not okay. Some of us didn't grow up knowing how to deal with these things. And so as we're older, we look at that as a weakness. Like, well, I didn't know how to do it, so I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try to do it. But it's like, this is the time where you should be. <laughs> like, yeah. you should be trying to figure out where that anger is coming from, where that hurt is coming from, so that when you have kids, when you have a family, when you have a partner, you're not bringing that into your circumstance, into your relationships, because you don't want to hurt people that didn't hurt you. Like, you want to be able to get that together so that you can be productive and show up in whatever God has called you to do. And so I really like that. Can you show, like, the cover of it? So yeah, I can, can, man. If y'all can see that. Yeah, Black Man, Obsolete, Single, and Dangerous. Y'all can check that out, man. I know it's like uh, they got like audio books of it, like all that stuff. But I'm telling you, this is a must read, man. Any black man, like I'm telling you, and even like women to get a better understanding of black men as well. Um, you know, I just think just one of the biggest things I've learned, you know, from college, um, I took like some intro to Africana classes and things of that nature, man. Like really be in touch with yourself, man. I think that really, truly will uh, bring the best out of you. Mm -hmm. I was about to mention that because I feel like, in order to better understand each other, like it starts with understanding self and it starts with knowing who you are, especially as like black men and women. I feel as though all of the things that we struggle with and all these conversations we be having on social media, going back and forth, back and forth, it's because we really at the core, like want to understand each other. And all of these other things are like clouding that we have social media, we have music, we have television and all these things that are portraying us in negative ways when really at the core like we just want to be understood so I have a question about you know how do you feel like us as black women can better support and show up for black men um I think the biggest thing is uh just you know validating um you know validating I feel like me specifically you know as a black man I know I really truly take um just my validation of feelings very seriously um, you know, and I feel like that brings forth understanding. Uh, at least, you know, we can disagree on something, but at least if you validate me, you know, and be like, hey, you know, Ham, I see where you're coming from. What, you, what you're what you saying is valid. You know what I'm saying? What you're saying is valid. I hear you, Black man, you know what I'm saying? But now let's move to, you know, making it better and moving progress and moving forward. Because moving forward doesn't mean that we're going to agree, but just you validating me, I'm going to be, I can't accept disagreement. I can't see where I'm coming from. I just need to, you know what I'm saying, just to like at least hear where I'm coming from. I think that's a really um big thing. You know, again, I don't want to just speak for all, you know, black men, if y'all have anything mm -hmm. else. Um, But I think the biggest thing is just understanding Um, because I made this post one time when, um. Twitch, the dancer, he was one of my favorite dancers growing up. Um, you know, he did recently just took his, took his life. You know, a lot of people were talking about, um, you know, he looked so happy. Um, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that on social media, just with his family and things of that nature. And, you know, speaking from someone at the end of the day, you know, I never, ever, ever thought I would ever come to, um, you know, feeling like I would take my own life before. But I did, man. You know what I'm saying? My senior year, I went through. It was a really, 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 really dark place. You know what I'm saying? And I am a believer. You know, God has my soul, everything. You know what I'm saying? I feel that was a time a time of my life. You feel me? And mm -hmm. I genuinely think that, you know, especially, you know, people like that, that smile all the time. You know, I, you know me, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I feel I always mm -hmm. smiling all the time, talking to people and all that stuff. But in the inside, it's one of those, I was the type of person that I kind of, um, was okay with the fact that I will never be understood, that nobody will validate me, my feelings just aren't valid and all that stuff like that. And that's not a good thing. 
Uh, you feel me? Yeah. I think that really would change the trajectory of so many relationships in the world and even black men validating black women's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a same, it's a two-way street. I think that would change so much because we can go through disagreements and move forward only if you just hear me, but really, truly hear me. You can't just say you understand mm-hmm. me, but then, you know, things come by and, you know, the same thing happens again, you know, things of that nature, because now you're not understanding me. You know what I'm saying? I think first validation is the first is the first step. Then we can move towards, um, you know, getting a better understanding. So that's my thing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's similar to um, what Mikhail said. He was the first guest we had on here for this series. He said, listen, <laughs> and those two kind of go hand in hand. Like in order for somebody to be able to validate what you are saying and validate your experiences, they have to listen to them in order to do so. So I think that's a good point that you bring up. So listen, is the first one. Now we got validate. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay, so you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, um, basketball and how, you know, that was your thing at a certain moment. Um, so my question is, what or who would you consider to be your safe space? Do you feel like that at one point was basketball and then it shifted as you kind of realized, like, okay, I'm making this a little bit more important than it should be? Um, yeah, like, I actually, you know, that's a really good thing to put about that basketball at one point, you know, was my safe space because I felt like that was something, man, I was always good at, you know, my, me and my dad, we talk about this all the time. You know, a lot of people, they have their stories of, yeah, man, I wasn't good growing up and I had to work towards it. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. It kind of was like, you know, that was my gift. You know, I felt that was my gift. You know, I was like, started off ranked like sixth grade, top in the state, and just kept moving up off my first D1 off for ninth grade. You know, like, that was just like my like big thing, you know, so I was just all basketball until I had a situation where God took basketball away from me. Um, my sophomore year, I tore my ACL just going up for a dunk and came down wrong, like literally tore my ACL. God took that away from me. And it was crazy because my whole personality and everything was basketball. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So when God took that away, I felt like I was nobody. Um, you know, and that was the biggest thing. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, God takes away just so you can really realize what who holds it all together. You know what I mean? And once I got that foundation, man, that's why I am the am the person I am today. Um, so I definitely can say at one point it was basketball, um, but I can't say a big person that has like uh like a person because that's like my real like safe space, um, you know, that has like helped me move forward with my like mental health and stuff like that is Taryn. You know what I'm saying? My girl, man, like, you know, she really like not nah, like real deal. You feel me? Um, I can come to her about anything. You know what I mean? And actually understand as a first person, you know, um, you know, in my life that I can like come to about and like truly understand to like validate, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's like the biggest thing that separates, you know, her from so many people in my life. Um, you feel me? It's just like that, like one simple fact. And like, that's my safe space that like she created a space for me to be able to um, come to her about anything, bruh. Like, you feel me? Any type of insecurity, any type of thing that, you know, that like I just am feeling, you know what I'm saying? And make me feel accepted, you know what I mean? I never really had that in my life and throughout like all the things that I did have, like, you know, again, like the popularity, all that stuff, all that stuff didn't mean anything because that's the one thing I was needing in my life was just somebody to just really like, you know, except when I come, when I, you know, things that I come through and stuff. So, you know, that's really like the biggest thing uh, for me. And that was a big trajectory and a change of my life because she came into my life during a, a low time for me. And, you know, uh, and it has 
we've had our lows and that also like has like built into our highs you feel me so that's like a really big place for me not saying everybody gonna find you know their safe space in you know um you know a person i that's just definitely like kind of what happened for me yes and that's so awesome and i feel like you know not that you have to have everything all together before finding somebody because i feel like a lot of the times we think that like I know personally I used to think that like oh I need to be 100% before I can find my one but it's like no like when you really find somebody that God has like placed into your life then y'all go together y'all clean on each other y'all can come to each other like hey like I'm not feeling it today okay what you need and like those type of relationships whether it's platonic or romantic like they're so awesome to have because you know aside from God aside from your family like you have people around you like community around you that can support you so I love that because we all need somebody so okay <laughs> that's that's a good point okay so I have one more question and it is if you could give advice to the black men out there and then the second part of that is if you could give advice to your younger self the younger harem what would you say? Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. I'm not gonna lie. Um <laughs> I would definitely say, um, you know, my advice to, you know, other black men out there, you feel me, because I'm growing every day. Um, every day I'm growing and learning more about myself. Um, my biggest thing would say I would say is find something that even though I kinda like wanted to point like point out to this like earlier. Um, it's like a point to even with like coping when you were talking about like coping with things. Mm-hmm. I kinda knew what I was doing wasn't helping me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you know, I knew that like I'm still in this space, this terrible space. I know that I wanna get out of it. I actually have the knowledge on how to get out of it, mm-hmm. but I'm just complacent and feeling bad. And it's like my body won't allow me to sometimes. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's sometimes where your body where your body won't allow you to. That's a real thing. Depression, you know what I'm saying? You don't get out of bed. You just lay in the bed. You won't get out. And it's like sometimes, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, when somebody's depressed, you know, or going through things that they don't have the knowledge of getting 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 out of it. That's why a lot of church folks, they be hurting, bro, hurting. You mm-hmm. feel me? But it's like, no, I got the knowledge of it. Just sometimes I need a little, I need a little more pick me up. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. So my biggest thing is when you know that you're going through that, being aware of your situation is is the first thing. My biggest thing I encourage any black man of pushing through is it only takes one day. It only takes one day. You know what I'm saying? Change is not a uh, overnight situation. It's a, it's a consistent, it's a consistent change. It's a bit piece by piece. It's like doing something positive. That's going to boost you in a positive direction each, you know what I'm saying? Each day. That's yeah. what, that's what change is. You feel me? Yeah. So you can't even beat yourself down. Like, dang, you know, say I want, I, I uh, made the decision that I don't want to, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, struggle with drugs and stuff, you know, I don't want to smoke today or something like that, you know, but they fall short, you know, the next day. It's cool. You did better. Maybe you did it one, one time instead of doing it. A lot of times you do it in a day. You know what I'm saying? Just like mm-hmm. changing, like and moving forward, man. That's my biggest thing is just be aware of your situation that you're in and just like do something positive to like push you forward. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think that's like a really, really big thing. Um, and then advice to myself, man. Oh man. Advice to my younger self. That's like crazy for real. Um, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. I would tell young Ham 
uh, that you're strong, um, that your feelings are valid, man, that you're worth it, um, to never think that you're not, um, that no matter what happened in your life, there is people out there that love you. Um, there's people out there that care for you, um, no matter what the how dirty the world does you, um, and let you know that you are more than capable of every situation that you're in, um, and that you will prevail. Um, because at the end of the day, all the times of my life that I felt like I wasn't going to get through what I was going to get through, I'm here right now chilling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I done had some bad days. I done had some bad days a couple of weeks ago, months ago. Mm-hmm. But dang, I'm right here chilling on this podcast talking to you. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So that means that I got through it. You feel me? So just telling myself, like, hey, man, I prevail. And to anybody else, man, you'll prevail too. Yes, sir. Okay. You must be some knowledge. Hey, man. Listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Ham, for joining us today on the podcast. I really, 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 really appreciate it. I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation and open it up to, you know, so many people while having like such a, I guess, vulnerable discussion because these things can be really hard to talk about. And like even just you talking about your experience can inspire, you know, somebody else who is going through a similar thing to take that step into you know more positive direction like you were saying so i really appreciate it and thank you everyone for tuning in um if you want to plug your social media or whatever you can do that hey man y'all know the vibes (laughs) man y'all follow your boy ham johnson 11 on everything man y'all know the vibes (laughs) yeah 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 but anyway uh yeah i'm gonna let you get to your night but thank you again for coming on the podcast um and yeah i'm gonna talk to y'all next saturday (laughs) appreciate it y'all thank you